welcome to Watch the Throne. What a lovely day. This is episode 18, Trapped from 2002. I'm Mike Manzi. And I'm Joey Lewandowski. And boy, oh boy, do we have another stinker on our hands tonight. Mm, can I just add another oh boy to that? Because it needs it. This was rough. I was so psyched to finally get Charlize as a mom in this movie, and then the whole point of the movie is that she gets her kid kidnapped. Like, <laughs> we want, I want Charlize as a mom, I want Cage as a dad, and in all these movies that we've been doing lately, for one reason or another, they are that, but they're also not that. Mm, it was kind of crazy that Dakota Fanning was her daughter in this, like a young Dakota Fanning. When Joe and I did the War of the Worlds episode for oh, Magic right. Mike's, she was in that, and she was uh, someone, I think it was MTV, called her the most useless thing to have in an apocalypse. Oh, so, that's... I think oh, she's a lot better in this movie. She's younger <laughs> yeah. in this movie. I yeah, think she's, she's younger. this for being a young kid. Yeah, she's pretty smart, right? I mean, for having severe asthma, like debilitating asthma for <laughs> the, yep. the poor child, she actually kind of almost rescues herself at one point in the movie. Yeah, good for her on this. This movie, and I'm gonna... The reason I'm <laughs> saying this now is because it's gonna come back to this, but this movie basically feels like they wanted to make a different movie and then sort of settled and settled and settled and settled. The guy who wrote this mm-hmm. wrote a novel that this was based on, and he adapted it himself. Okay. And the novel was called 24 Hours, because that's how long Kevin mm-hmm. Bacon and his team kidnap people for. Kevin Bacon, by the way, is someone that Joe 2 and I have discussed doing as a podcast. I don't think we're going to do it. Uh, I think we're just going to de- write out the Too Fast, Too Forever thing. Yeah, there's the you know classic Kevin Bacon game, Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. Uh, I grew up Yeah, we were going to call the podcast The Sixth Degree. Oh, but uh, I didn't know any of these people he had ever worked with before, so... <laughs> no. And, you know, for, for how many things he's in and for how many podcasts that we've done... For us to finally get to a Kevin Bacon movie, I was like, oh, okay, cool, okay. Uh, yeah, that is pretty uh, Especially crazy. one that he has a, a spiderweb uh, tattoo around his belly button. Oh, what is that about? That And married married to uh, Courtney Love. Yes, which we will get into in a very big way. The book was called 24 Hours, uh-huh. but they changed it because they didn't want to confuse with the TV show 24. Oh. Okay, you so know that's what? number one. That would have been crazy because 15 minutes... 24 hours, she would have had sort of like a trend going. (laughs) Sure, yeah, absolutely. It was supposed to take place in the south, but then because they filmed, I guess they had to film up north, so they Mm -hmm. relocated it to the the Pacific Northwest. Okay. So there was that. Wasn't quite sure where this took place, to be exact. Uh, I figured Canada. I figured they just shot. So there's two clues. In the magazine article that she is profiled in at the beginning, it says something along the lines of like, Meet Portland's most famous oh, textile designer. Got it. But then the other thing is that they talk about at the end when they're doing the uh, money transfer, they talk about wiring it to Seattle or something. Oh. So I don't think that they, I don't, I'm not sure if it's in Oregon or in Washington, but it's somewhere Pacific Northwesty. Definitely could be confused with Canada, just sort of the, the nice, serene, wooded Lots Pacific of, Northwest. Yeah, with the lakes and the, the water plains and all that kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know if you caught at the in the credits. It was dedicated to Peter Sobosinski, uh, who was the DP on this film, who died during filming. Oh, too bad. It's unfortunate. It's also unfortunate that this movie doesn't look too great either. I, I almost got motion sickness watching this. Oh no, the beginning of it is terrible. Oh. Like I don't know why we have that like terrible cheesy. Like it looked like Oleg <laughs> from Fifteen Minutes was like shooting a <laughs> shitty version of his movie. <laughs> That's awesome. No, yeah, it just has, like, the easiest 
tacked on filter that all blue and washed out is just terrible. Another really unfortunate thing is that Courtney Love had a miscarriage while filming this movie. Oh, so, Which is also weird considering that she had a C-section in this movie that they point out that her kid died in this movie like i can't imagine how stressful and how terrible that must have been for her on set i i wasn't even aware that that she had gotten pregnant a second time i don't know if that was even in like the media or anything like that i mean i you know i never really follow courtney love's career or anything i actually think she's quite a good actor to be honest she's she was in that larry flint movie uh she was really Mm -hmm. great in that i remember early on from like sid and nancy but my strongest memory of courtney love though is uh Lollapalooza 95 me and my friends just just oh. just booing whole as loud as we could <laughs> like was that in Chicago or was that when it was still touring it was still touring yeah so we went 93 okay. 4 and 5 and then that was we kind of had enough at that point <laughs> and I just remember my vivid memory from that year was just booing the band whole as loud as we could oh this so this is the reason that I mentioned this at the beginning here is because you talk about how Dakota Fanning has asthma in mm. this originally I guess in the book the daughter has diabetes but Panic Room came out earlier in 2002 oh, they're like man. ooh can't do that again so yeah. we're gonna make this asthma this movie just gets crushed twice first with the title and then with the character trait there with the sickness thing so it can't be called 24 and they have to change the girl's disease yeah I don't know it just feels like this whole movie that like it it, uh, it wanted to be one thing but or it wanted to be a lot of different well, things dude, I guess it's, it's actually three things like it feels like it's like these three short films like these actors like all pair off into like these three little sections you know you have bacon and and charlie's you have fanning yep. and then the guy from constantine taylor pruitt vince yeah who looks yes. like my nephew's second grade teacher actually <laughs> which is well that is terrifying <laughs> no he's a really great guy though i mean i was a little well, i like this awful. actor so this is what really threw me off before we continue on the three pairings yeah. is that when he first abducts dakota fanning He's in the car on the phone. I'm like, this guy, whoever this is, is the worst actor I have ever seen. And then they go to the house, and he's like, you know, not in a car, not in this cramped environment. And I see his eyeballs twitching the way that they do, like his like yeah. telltale character trait. I'm like, oh, I know this guy. Like he was in uh, the Devil's Candy, which is mm-hmm. the other Black Phillip oh, movie. Yeah. He's been in a ton of things, but he's always cast as the creepy guy because he's a bigger guy. He can look scary and menacing, and he's got the eye thing. So he always plays these like really, you know, I guess depressing dark dark roles but I really like him because he's always good in these things but I was like this guy's so terrible I was like oh no he's not terrible it's just like I guess it was like shot weird and edited weird and I don't know what was going on yeah and I don't know if they were trying to make him come across as like a simpleton or you know below average IQ or anything or if just Kevin Bacon is just like an assertive asshole towards him and everything the guy was just like acting real nervous and stuff but yeah I, I bought him especially though like I have to bring up this third pair so Courtney Love is paired up with the dude who plays Charlize's husband and this dude is like unwatchable bro like I okay, so can you I have a very important question for you about this guy so he's an Irish actor is he supposed to be Irish in this movie because his yeah. accent is hard to track that uh dude he may as well be Tommy Wiseau from New Orleans because like I have no idea where he is from I had no idea what this accent was supposed to be that's actually I kind of thought maybe like the only thing I could place was like French Canadian but broken somehow like that's why I was like maybe this is Canada because they picked this dude up somewhere I could not get over him I just every time he he was on screen terrible maybe the worst guy maybe I'm sorry dude but maybe the worst we've seen so far (laughs) 
I mean, it's real bad. I don't know. His whole storyline <laughs> doesn't even really make sense. Because, oh. like, the movie opens, and the yeah. three of them, he and Charlize and Dakota, all get to this house, right? Yeah. And it's like, okay, cool, the family's here together. Then <laughs> he's like, well, I'm leaving. Bye, because I just developed this new anesth- anesthetic that paralyzes people, apparently. Uh, and I'm going to go present it at a conference. Like, why is he there mm-hmm. other than to set up the only moment of this movie that I liked, which I actually did really like, when he's flying away, because he's a seaplane pilot, apparently, Dakota Fanning's like, waggle the wings, or wiggle the wings, and he says, waggle. And so at the end of the movie, when he's flying the seaplane, we're going to talk about this in a big way, because this is <laughs> oh my the craziest, God, that... dumbest finale I've ever seen. <laughs> Insane. And it's like almost good, but it's just so dumb that I didn't enjoy it. But he waggles the wings for her and she smiles. I was like, oh, I like that moment. That's a nice moment. But like, I don't know why he's in the beginning of the movie other than to establish that he's a pilot and that he has to waggle the wings. Like, there's no other reason for him to be there in the first two minutes. Yeah, and maybe that he's a doctor and married to Charlize. Like, I thought the kidnapping was going to have to have something to do with this new drug. Like, maybe something about, like, pushing the price up or something somehow, or, I don't know, getting stock. A real Martin Shkreli situation? Yeah, but then, dude, you know what this turns out to be? It's a total sacred deer situation killing of a sacred deer it is yes dude so i wonder (laughs) so killing of a sacred deer is based on a greek tragedy i wonder if this is based on the same greek tragedy where like one (laughs) doctor kills a patient and then that doctor has to lose a patient or lose a kid Mm. yeah like that's i don't know i mean but that just but that begs the question like why did they do this to five other doctors like what was the story there like this isn't the only guy that they kidnapped the kid from you know what i mean so okay we need to talk about their plan because (laughs) it is so their plan there's three people on the team kevin bacon and courtney love are married and taylor pruitt vince is his cousin i think and so they all split up and they do three different things taylor pruitt vince watches the kid Kevin Bacon seduces the wife or handles the wife or whatever, controls the wife, and Courtney Love seduces and then extorts the husband. They don't wear masks because they know they've done this five times, apparently. This is the fifth time. They've never had the co- the cops called on them. Yeah. And they know that if the cops do get called on them, then they know that it's the person that they're working with now, and they're going to go just kill that kid. But I was wondering, so say while in the middle of this movie, the parents of the first kid from three years ago were like, you know what? Like, I can't. I can't abide this anymore. Like, we're going to call the cops. And, like, they call the cops. They're skipping four other kids. Like, you don't, know it's the, you don't know it's the most recent one. Like, that. Like there's so many things that, like, on the surface kind of make sense about their plan and, like, the way they do things. And you think about it for, like, a minute more, you're like, oh, wait, no, none of that makes any sense. It was, like, kind of a cool sort of, like, gimmick for me at first where it was like, oh, they're so efficient. Like, they've done this before and, like, no guns, no one gets hurt, no one gets killed, you know? I wish they established that a little better in the opening sequence. I think that's what that was all supposed to be about. But then it all falls apart when it all gets into the doctor is responsible for killing Kevin Bacon's daughter and Courtney Love's daughter. It's like, why couldn't it just been something about the drug that they used the drug on her and like it was part of a team of doctors so like it all falls apart i mean this whole movie is like barely (laughs) barely holds itself together halfway through to begin with but i mean that just it doesn't help that they introduce like this super nonsensical thing that doesn't add up the drug comes back because he uses that on courtney love he uses it to torture her yeah 
Yes. But like, which is terrible. Which <laughs> is terrible. But is we do that? learn from killing of sacred deer, now that you got that on my brain, yeah. that if you ask an anesthesiologist, an anesthesiologist can never kill a patient. A doctor kills a patient. So uh, you and, you know, if you ask a doctor, a doctor can't kill a patient, an anesthesiologist can kill a patient. So I don't know. I don't know. I think what this movie, at its core wanted to be and should have stuck around as is just the one-on-one between Kevin Bacon and Charlize and keeping the kid as a voice on the phone and keeping the husband as like really really breaking it down into sort of just like a two-man or a two-person play or something of that nature like the smaller would have been better they really like a panic room situation yeah like again it's maybe it was just plagued by too many similarities to recent things at the time but that doesn't help make it the rest of it feel new or original either like all of this just feels like done before or kind of just stupid like your favorite part that i know you can't wait it's my i think it's the best part of the movie the the part with the uh, scalpel yes mm-hmm. for that to be included just like in the middle of the movie is nonsense i mean like the idea that kevin bacon it, needs to sort of like sexually harassed these women that like did you get the sense that he did that to all of the women like he would watch them for 24 hours and then like rape them like that was, I think so yeah why was that it's too dark and I because you you sort of think so this is also what's weird is that you know he spends 24 hours they all spend 24 hours with each other and yeah. so Kevin Bacon's be with her for 24 hours and he's an asshole and he obviously kidnapped the kid but he's not sexually He's not putting sexual advances on her. Yeah, he's all business. Right. And then the neighbor from next door shows up at midnight because oh she God. saw the lights were on. I forgot. And then that's when he kind of gets the green light because, like, to sell it to the neighbor yeah. that, you know, he's her friend and not, you know, her husband's friend, they kiss. And then from there, it just gets real dark real fast. So I think on the one hand, you could be like, this is the first time this was a weird situation. Because it felt like this is the fifth time they've done it. It seems like they've never had a hiccup before. But now this time, they have the asthma thing. Yeah. They have the neighbor thing. It feels like they're running into all sorts of different kinds of hiccups. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well okay, how have you never had a problem before and now all the problems are in this one? <laughs> but like, so so I feel like it, there's a chance in that regard that he never raped any of the women that he was with before, but at the same time, you're like, oh no, he probably did to all of them. Yeah, yeah. It's just a really dumb direction to go because I wasn't like with him, don't get me wrong, or anything like that, but the, he wasn't an unredeemable dude yet you know right. what i mean like like if he wasn't doing all of this like stupid creepy sexy sex stuff with charlize and everything like i would have empathized with him when you find out a about cool his daughter bad guy. yeah he's a cool bad guy with motive yeah yeah so it's like dude why did you have to go there i didn't i didn't i mean that that was just too that was just like crossing the line and you know what else pissed me off that neighbor never returned Right? The neighbor no. never shows back up. She never tries to save the day and gets killed. Like, of all the... You know, this movie is supposed to be about, like, everything going wrong. So, like, bring her back. Yeah, we get, like, this... Like, oh, man, this scene is so stupid. Where, like, Charlize knows that she's going to get assaulted. So she tries to, like, take charge of the situation. And then she right. hides a scalpel in... Her underwear? Between her butt cheeks. Yeah, between her butt cheeks and her underwear. So Kevin Bacon starts to take off her clothes, and she's like, no. He's like, what, are you shy? And There's so much casual <laughs> sexism in this movie. Like, here, he says, how could a woman who looks like you be shy? And so she goes <sighs> to the bathroom and, like, starts to get undressed, and he, like, immediately opens the door. He's like, hey, everything okay in here? And she's like, yeah. And he leaves. 
And then she takes a scalpel and slides it between her butt cheeks in her underwear. And so she walks out in underwear and shirt, thankfully, for as sexist and demeaning as this movie is, does not get naked in this movie, which is at least sort of a step in the right direction, even though she's raped, so it's not a step in the right direction. But he starts to, like kiss her body and like feel her and like he's sliding his hands down her back and like she's he's about to get to her butt and like feel the scalpel and she like has to maneuver him and then take control and that's when she goes down on him and then pulls the scalpel out to like cut off his balls to literally cut off his balls (laughs) and i was like this is such a cool kind of idea if it wasn't happening in a scene where she was getting raped like it's just like it's this moment of empowerment sort of out of the worst part of the movie yeah like if it was just in a better movie i feel it would have worked like there's just no impact it came across to me as just silly to be quite honest like i I mean i was like how did she not cut her ass with that scalpel as she's moving around and everything like that like it took her forever to sort of like get it out and turn it around and like fumble with it i thought that was kind of funny and the whole situation it's like weird and tense and like I've never really seen that where she's like taking control back by you know she's literally like gonna gonna shave it right off and like just the thought of that is making me like lose blood <laughs> like I'm just getting a little queasy but, about but it. But this also I'll... makes no sense because the whole plan and this is what the, this is like the whole movie yeah. is like this. Yeah, but the yeah, plan yeah. is that Kevin Bacon calls Taylor Prudence every thirty minutes, and if he doesn't call, he's supposed to kill the kid. Yeah. And so she cuts the balls off. He's supposed to then just give her the kid back? That's the thing. Like, is how like, does that work? Yeah, and she ends up relinquishing anyway, right? Like, she ends up... Well, she's yeah. kind of accidentally, like... not Maybe not accidentally, but she slices, like, his leg a little bit. And they sort of have, like, a little chase around the house. And finally, she just gives it gives the scalpel back or like gives it up to him because yeah exactly what you said like there's all these moments where it's like (laughs) he's like i thought i told you i was gonna you know like he doesn't say this exactly but like the scene basically ends like three or four or five times in this movie where it's like i thought i told you i was gonna kill your daughter if you tried to pull some shit like why'd you pull some shit and there's like five scenes like that that's the whole movie it's like dude just give the order like this movie should have been over in like 45 minutes because of all the shit these people are trying to pull well that's the weirdest thing is that we've talked a lot on here and we keep bringing it up about how like things should happen faster or slower i feel like (laughs) there's just constant problem like the pacing of this is all over the place Mm -hmm. everything seems like it's happening too fast and too slow like it just like nothing really aligns with each other and i think that's because there's a three different stories going on yeah and it feels like it's sort of splintering too much and then we get to the end and, like, there's the big chase, and then the movie literally ends within a minute of the chase. It's just like, oh, huh, <laughs> Dude, okay. That chase is, like, a scene out of Knowing with Cage, where it's just, like, pandemonium on the freeway. Like, like a plane is crashing into, like, a bus is crashing into, like, yeah. a, there's a pileup on the uh, freeway. I'm like, what movie is this? Like, what are we ending on? Like, this is this is so baffling like it's this movie is another one of those sort of tone deaf masterpieces that just just never really gets its groove or or establishes its mood properly and the more serious it it tries to be like the less it succeeds like i i think charlize is really doing a strong job but she's in the wrong movie like she's playing a hysterical mother but this is just 
I think this is supposed to be more of like a campy tongue in cheek kind of thing, and every well, everybody is playing it like like super dramatic and seriously. The other problem is that she's supposed to be the hero and she's not. The husband's the hero. <laughs> yeah, what like is that she's about? supposed to be the one who saves the kid, and then the husband literally swoops in in a plane and saves the kid. Dude, what? This- <laughs> This husband's a maniac, too, by the way. Kevin Bacon drops some line about how, like, he might not even be the father of this kid or something. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, yep. I don't know what that was all about, but, but like, when he, when the husband gets Courtney Love, like, alone in the room, injects her with that drug and, like, almost doesn't yep. revive her, and, like, he is a cold-blooded bastard, this guy, like... A dark, twisted, like maybe even worse than Kevin Bacon if he needed to sort of like struggle to survive. Like if he really, you know, if he if he was like really rock bottom, like I cannot imagine the kinds of things this guy would do to survive. It is a shock to me. Like I am, I like they've lost me with him halfway through. I was like, I hope he dies or they get a divorce because I don't like this character. I don't like him being around uh, little Dakota Fanning or around Charlize or anything. Uh, and then they make him the hero, basically, which yeah. really bothered me. And then presumably they're all going to leave this movie and have a happy ending together. That Kevin Bacon's dead, <laughs> Courtney Love gets arrested, Taylor Pruitt Vince is just off in the woods, I guess. And then the three of them are all okay and they're just going to like be fine together? Like, what? Well, I don't know. I mean, they're going to have a lot of therapy. <laughs> they stay together. This is going to... Oh, definitely. This, this is going to be a rough one for them as a family uh to keep it to keep it going like lots of nightmares lots of uh, i don't know if they're gonna survive this one we just got lucky that this movie was on hbo go we're recording this uh two days before it gets pulled from hbo go like if i had to like pay for this or like find another way to watch it like i would have been so disappointed the fact Mm. that i could just like easily stream it was fine man like we just caught in time there is one thing i want to go back and watch though because i was looking at trivia and apparently during the final crash scene, which I still want to talk about the plans of that, mm-hmm. Charlize... Okay, no, hi. Bef- before we get here, I need we need to talk about this. Okay. So I don't understand the handoff plan. The husband and Courtney Love are basically intercepted by the FBI who try <laughs> to convince him that they're going to help. Yeah. And he's like, no, 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 no. We're, we're fine. We're going to get this. But they're still tracking him. They're in a helicopter. Meanwhile, Charlize and Kevin Bacon are in a parking garage and he knocks out a woman <laughs> stuffs her in her yes. trunk and steals her car yeah and in the accident no someone reason. someone opens the trunk after the accident she like tumbles out yeah and yes. runs away and so they're in a car robert taylor taylor vince pruitt is in a car with dakota fanning and they're driving they're all sort of converging this one place meanwhile the husband and courtney lover on a seaplane that, like, there's another, I guess, kind of cool moment, but it's also, like, not really as tense as it should be because they're not going to die. They're in the plane, and they get a call. He's like, oh, oh I have to kill dude. the engine, otherwise they're going to know. That was so Turns dumb. off the engine, answers the phone call. Luckily, the phone call is, like, <laughs> eight seconds long, and then turns the engine back on and, like, sort of swoops back up. Like, it's a cool idea that I've never seen in another movie, but that might be because it's a dumb idea. Dude, and they do it twice in a row like it happens like <laughs> right after right again that to me felt like written into a corner situation where it's like oh shit like this draft is due like i'm all the way at the end here we're right about at the last scene like they're in the plane and i have to have these characters call them and they can't know that they're not at this hotel like what else can i do there's nothing else you can do and like the first time i was like oh that's yeah like that is really kind of crazy, like, if that had that. But then when it happened twice, I was like, this is just, 
<laughs> the guy, like, he couldn't help himself. I was like, this is unacceptable. <laughs> but what's even dumber than that is his plan, which is apparently to waggle the plane, let Dakota know it's him, mm-hmm. and then land the plane on a busy highway, causing everyone to slam on their brakes. Mm-hmm. And then we have Chekhov's lumber truck, where the, the fact that the logs didn't get strewn about the highway, I was like, that's not a... That's like, how do you show a lumber truck and not have the lumber yeah. like go everywhere? Like, it's just... It's basically any other kind of truck at that point. <laughs> yeah, why well, make it the lumber truck? Exactly. But he lands the plane. Robert Taylor... Or Taylor Fruit Vince... Or Vince... I don't... What the hell? Uh, <laughs> Taylor Vince... Whatever his name is. The guy, the kidnapper, uh, slams on his brakes, careens off the road into a rock... So the plan, the dad's plan, got his daughter into a head-on collision with a yeah. truck, an old truck, probably not a very safe truck, and a rock on the side of the highway. <laughs> then they have to duck out of the way. It almost kills him. The logs almost kill him and Courtney Love. This couldn't end, like, worse for anyone, you know? Like, this is no. the worst plan. And it also sends Kevin Bacon and Charlize off the highway. She had already knocked him off the highway. They come oh, back. Right. But then they careen off the highway, and the car lands upside down. Charlize lets the woman out of the trunk. She falls to the ground, holding a tire iron. She's like, don't hurt me, don't hurt me. Charlize takes the tire iron, doesn't use the tire iron, finds a gun, seems so overwhelmed at this moment, then shoots and kills Kevin Bacon. It's like, this is the dumbest climax. Like, there's all the pieces here. If you, if you told me, you're like, hey, so there's three cars, or there's two cars in a chase, there's a plane, the plane's gonna land on the highway, there's gonna be an explosion and gunfire. Like, that's all the pieces you need to make a cool scene. And like, nothing about this is cool. I would have been like, oh, you mean that happens, like, all throughout the movie? Like, at different times, and it builds to, like, the big part? And it's like, no, it happens in, like, the last five minutes of the movie. Like, all in a row, like... Like, right after the other. It is just so ridiculous. Like, this is not an action movie until then, either. Like, there's no precedent for this type of explosions or accidents or anything. Like, the most action is just, like, people kind of getting slapped in the face, pretty much. You know? Like, it's not like car chases and running through buildings and jumping off of rooftops or any of that stuff. So this just all comes way out of left field, and it is so jarring (laughs) it's just like oh i'm just like everyone's just gonna die at the end is that what's happening like the dad's gonna crash the plane on the road and just cause everyone to die and that is almost what happens the weirdest thing is that as i was watching this movie and bored by this movie because not only like it sounds like a lot of crazy things happen but this movie is oppressively slow Mm -hmm. like the pacing is terrible Mm -hmm. so I was looking at trivia while I was watching the movie and I was copying into Word in my note document there's like eight little bits of trivia most of which I've covered then there's a spoiler trivia and I didn't read that because I was like even though I don't like this movie I don't want to have it spoiled but like I caught the beginning of the spoiler thing and it says during the climactic car chase and I'm like how the fuck is this movie (laughs) going to get to a car chase (laughs) that is the perfect response to that that i'm like i'm watching this movie and there's no reason for this to end in a car chase and yet it does here we are they even almost give it a moment to spawn like a possibility of a car chase like there's one thing this movie does that i don't think i've seen in a kidnapping movie before which is that the guy takes charlize to see her daughter like in the middle of the kidnapping yeah (laughs) they like don't try and make a fucking break for it. Like, even, like, they leave her alone, like, by the side of one of the cars, like, running. Yeah. They don't 
try and make a break for it. Like, that was so ridiculous to me. Like, they should have gotten into a car chase. What's even weirder is that Dakota Fanning escapes. Like, she straight up <laughs> yeah, escapes, she like, 20 does. minutes later. With the phone. Like, she just, like, she she tricks him with the phone, and then she's just out of there. That that Nothing comes of that. No, like, he catches okay. her be, because, I like, know, but, like, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't come anything. Like, just, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, she likes running around. She's on the phone with Charlize. She's like, I don't know where I am. Charlize is like, hang up and call 911. She, like, hangs up, and then the guy, like, kind of grabs her, is, like, grabbing her through the bushes or something. So, like, she, she tried, though. Like, she at least she got close. I don't know. There was also that one really weird part where the dude almost kills her, I guess, was the thing. Like, oh, because there he's only the phone. Like, so that's another thing. Like, so he's supposed to call every 30, 30 minutes. I was like, so hold on. In five times you've done this, he's never been late on a phone call. This is the first time he's, like, almost late. How is this possible? Just have him call, like, every hour or every two hours. Like, that is way too much communication. Yeah, like, you, a lot of phone calls. Yeah, like, that's going to show up somewhere on, like, you know, if anyone's watching activity or something, like, oh, there's been four kidnappings recently. Like, maybe we should check the area and, like, the cell signals or whatever and, like, see if anything comes up. That was totally ridiculous but like in that shot though i guess he had like i didn't realize it but he had his arms around her head like he was gonna snap her neck like that's how he was was gonna gonna kill her strangle her yeah something like that yeah that's not like i mean if you're gonna do it that's not peaceful or pleasant or you know that's that's not going out quickly that just seems like brutal and what's weird is that they've bonded like they're friends like he like you know he (laughs) he's it's never really implied that he's like slow but you kind of get that sense a little bit. Like, you know, your job is to not do anything, not do any of the heavy lifting. You're just going to babysit the kid. But they become, like, friends, and I think they even, like, come up with a plan to, like, escape together or something. Well, there's definitely some Stockholm Syndrome going on there. There's some going on with Courtney Love also, you know? Like, yes. she mm-hmm. comes on to Terrible Acting Guy. We find out she's got, like, those bruises all over her body, but, like... We never learn if Kevin Bacon did that intent. Like probably well, right. Well, like we know that Kevin Bacon did it, but we don't find out if it's because she wanted him. Like she's into that or not. Like it's just never really discussed. But she ends up turning on him and helping the doctor. Yeah. Like the doctor's like, you got to convince. Somehow this is kind of incredible, actually. <laughs> like I don't know if I've seen this in a in a kidnapping movie either. If I have, it's been a long time. But when, like, the guy, like, convinces one of the people that, like, they're not the guy they're looking for and to, like, kind of help them and get them out of the situation. Like, I'm not sure if I've ever seen that done. It's just... Wait, maybe I missed that. What what was that? So he turns Courtney Love, basically, to help him. He he basically tells her, like, I'm not the guy that killed your, your daughter. It was, like, it was Craig. It, Craig did it. Like, it was him, not me. Like, I wasn't on call oh, that yeah, day. Oh, yeah, she believes him. Yeah, 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 yeah. she okay, believes yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm saying, like, I don't think I've really seen that before in a kidnapping film. Like, this movie has good ideas, but the execution is just is just incredibly flawed. Courtney Love is, like, accusing him of not resuscitating her right, but she just bled out. Like, it was just, like, uncontrollable. Like, I guess it wasn't his fault. Like, I guess he's the anesthesiologist and just some other guy. Like, you know, he is the other guy to Colin Farrell, basically. Like, you know, and Colin Farrell mm-hmm. in this movie, essentially the off-screen Colin Farrell killed the daughter and she's like oh okay that makes sense like not angry the entire team just like oh I accept like that is weird like I didn't think about it like that but yeah that's weird that's real weird <laughs> and then it's almost like she has this epiphany like oh we've we've done this four times like I've got to atone <laughs> like <laughs> so they're doing it for every doctor's kid 
I don't know. I don't know. I don't. Do they say that or no? Because I just realized that. Like, is that what they're doing? No, I don't know. Like, halfway through the movie, Charlize finds out, like, this is about something personal with you. Like, in texts, like, he either worked at a hospital yes. or something about the hospital. Well, yeah, because when the, na- when the neighbor comes over, he's like, I know him from this hospital. And she's like, oh, he hasn't worked here in years. And Charlize covers for him and saying, like, he's not his friend. He's my friend. And yeah. so, but that, that's how she knows that he knows her, or he knows the doctor from the hospital, from that specific, like, you know, from the old hospital. So that's when he's able to place the daughter in the picture, blah, 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 blah. But yeah. is the plan that they're doing to get back at the entire team? Or that, to, no, no, no. No, it can't be. Cause it can't it's be. Like, no, because they're, they're trying to get rich, and then their plan here, I think, is just to keep the kid. Like, well, no, the, well, that's like, like plan B. new Abby. That's plan B, okay. It's like, at the end, Kevin Bacon's losing it, and he's like, oh, we're just going to start over. We're stealing the kid. Like, you know, plan B, like, let's go. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but they never explain any reasoning behind the previous kidnappings. It all comes across as, like, no. dry runs. Right. Like, it's like, we did it. That's, yeah, that's what it seems like. Yeah, <laughs> we like did it four times to get good at it for the actual, now it's the day of. What's also weird is that the movie starts... Kevin Bacon's in the car with the woman, and I was like, did he kidnap her or her kid? Because mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, the kid's right up there, like, go find him. And th- But, like, she's, like, panicked. I'm like, I'm like, what is their plan? And then we find out the plan. I'm like, I guess that makes sense. It's kind of like a double kidnapping, I guess. Kind of. It's like a kidnapping and an abduction or whatever. I don't know. I mean, I think, like I mentioned in my letterbox review, you, you just do it trespass style. Like, you just get the whole family in the room and keep them there until you get what you want, you know? You just huddle everybody you know we're camping in tonight like you know uh break out the marshmallows because no one's going anywhere if everybody's together you can keep track of everyone and none of this i don't know none of this convoluted nonsense needs to get in the way although that didn't stop trespass from being nonsensical and convoluted but but it was more but fun. It's fun yeah it's yeah. just fun there's a lot more like i don't know there's a lot more tension in that movie and there's just more chemistry in that movie i guess there's it's more charged there's more like electricity in that everybody's going wild in that movie everyone in this movie just kind of feels like halfway there except for Charlize who's just going way hard in this one but lovingly I love what she's doing but she's kind of going over the top from time to time but she's not enough over the top to be fun she's just like no that's what I'm saying it's like serious she's like being seriously dramatically like this was you know a better movie yeah, it's, it's, like, too good for this. It's not fitting. You know what's maybe the weirdest thing about this movie? Not this movie, necessarily, but the plot, is that two years later, Dakota Fanning gets kidnapped again in a much better movie, Man on Fire. Oh, I gotta check that out. I like her as an actor a lot. Wait, you haven't I seen li- Man on Fire? No, no. That's the Denzel With one, Denzel? right? Denzel? No. Oh, man. Yeah. It's, it's maybe my favorite Denzel movie. Uh-oh. Writing it down. Man on Fire. And it's a Tony Scott movie. So before oh. R.I.P. Tony Scott. I like, have you ever seen Push with her and Chris Evans where they're kind of like mutants sort of? And, no. And it's pretty cool. It's like it's like a weird Matrix wannabe, but like it actually works pretty well. I li- she's good in it. She's good in everything, actually. Have I liked her? No, she's not good in War of the Worlds. Well, that's that just a sure. terrible movie. I don't think any, I don't even, I like Tom Cruise. I don't even think he's good in that. Poor Spielberg. What happened? I want to see here. Have I liked Dakota Fanning and things? You want to hear a really crazy thing that, uh, that I couldn't get out of my head while watching this movie and I don't think 
don't think anybody would have picked up on this, to be quite honest with you, but I couldn't get it out of my mind. Charlize, they're the Jennings, I guess, is their last name. Yeah. So her husband yep. is Dr. Jennings. Yep. Dr. Jennings is the name of the scientist in the movie Howard the Duck that gets turned into the Dark <laughs> Overlord. And I just watched okay. that movie like a, uh, like a couple weeks ago. And so like I heard Dr. Jennings, Dr. Jennings, and I couldn't get like the Howard's voice out of my head the entire movie so I don't know if that helped or hurt or what probably indifferent to this you were you were never gonna like this movie no matter what whether or not you had Howard the Duck in your head (laughs) I like Dakota Fanning in Man on Fire I like her as I like Coraline and she's apparently the voice of Coraline and I really like her in Very Good Girls with Elizabeth Olsen but compare oh. it to her sister, who's in oh, I know. Demon, Super who's eight. in that, Super that sh- 8. What that was one shot that came out last year? She's in The Beguiled, which is great. She's in uh, 20th Century Women. Yeah, 20th yeah. Century Women is what I'm thinking of. Yeah, Me yeah, too. Yeah. Uh, she's also in Live by Night, the Ben Affleck movie that we're not going to cover. Oh, I saw that Trumbo. in theaters. Like, Elle Fanning is in so many good things, and her sister is sort of like... I think now she might... Oh, she's also in Somewhere, the other, the really early uh, Sofia Coppola movie. I guess, like, Dakota, Dakota was supposed to be, like, this, like, wunderkind, right? Like, she was supposed Ooh. to come out of nowhere and, like, be, like, this, like, next great thing. And then didn't really do much outside of being a child actress. And now she was in the lead of that miniseries, The Alienist, on TNT, which I didn't get very far into. Because we were watching The Nick at the same time, and I was like, The Nick is better. So go mm. listen to that on Cinemakers, right. if it's out yet. I don't know when this comes out. Cinemaker, it's coming out around this time, I think. It actually might be out the same week? I don't know. <laughs> go watch The Nick and then listen to our Nick episodes. Dakota Fanning is supposed to be, like, this, like superstar and then like Elle Fanning's like nope that's me yeah no right she kind of paved the way it's interesting like I remember Dakota Fanning kind of like appeared on a talk show like a year ago or something I think I saw her on like Kimmel and she just looked like incredibly different you know she's just not a child anymore she's like an actual woman now and everything so I mean she just has an entire different look going on and I don't know I saw her actually I watched this movie she was in about a week ago called Please Stand By where she plays like a sort of semi-autistic girl who's obsessed with oh, Star yeah, Trek. Oh, yeah, 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 I saw that. that was a, that's like a new release, sort of, right? Yeah, yeah, and she's she's great, and I mean, the movie's good, you know, it's like, you know, three stars, it's wholesome, it's got a good heart to it, but it's nothing, like, incredible, but I liked it, because I'm a huge Star Trek fan. But she's great in it, so it was nice to see her do something new, and still doing features, and it's got a good supporting cast in there, but yeah, her sister is just, like, incredible, I'm sorry, it's like, I thought Dakota Fanning <laughs> was, like, a good actress, but then it's like, her sister's, like, a great actor, it's like, oh, I'm sorry. Yep. That one scene in uh, Super 8, I still can't get that out of my head where they, like, do sort of, like, they're at the train station at night and they do, like, the uh, test and it's, like, incredible. (laughs) And then they're like, okay, now to do the actual take. (laughs) And it's just not as good. The only other note that I have about this movie is what I was actually leading up to, that that bit of trivia about the uh, the car chase. And this is something about Charlize. That when Charlize releases the woman from the trunk and then runs up the embankment toward the road, you can see that like she sort of slips, which I didn't see, which I kind of want to go back and see. And according to the director's DVD commentary, Charlize really hurt her knee and was basically forced herself to crawl the rest of the way to finish the scene. Whoa. But once cut was yelled, it was realized how seriously her knee had been hurt 
and filming was delayed briefly while she was hospitalized. Whoa. That was, like, a crazy... Like, I didn't know about that. I mean, not that we ever would for any reason, but, like, fighting through the pain, like, you know, she, she goes to the hospital and comes back and finishes this terrible movie, but, like, damn. <laughs> yeah, I just wish she had put herself at risk for something better. <laughs> it's, like, it's so unfortunate, but it's just great that she doesn't care what she's working on. She's just gonna do it with everything she's got. She's gonna give it. You just never know, either. You never know. This movie got crazy at the end there, dude. I mean, <laughs> the final shot is just like panning out of this destruction in the freeway. I couldn't believe yep. where we ended up in this movie. You know, I was really glad we didn't have a guest for this episode. I would have felt so bad for them. I think I have it out of 18, like 13 or 14. Like, there's there's a handful of movies that I like less than this. Like, both Woody Allen mm. movies. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna re-watch this, but I would re-watch this over a handful of other movies. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's not yeah. good by any stretch of the imagination, no. and it's sexist, and it's slow, and it's not well made, and it's sort of illogical. But at the same time, I have below it Astronaut's Wife. It's sort of on par with that, I think. It's like yeah. another one of those, like, terrible acting by the husband. Charlie's kind of as a mom, sort of trying to figure things out. Not good. Yeah. 15 minutes I have below this. Oh, yeah, yeah. I feel like if Kevin Bacon wasn't in this, it would be in, like, best of the worst territory. But, like, he, because he's in it, he's, like, too prestige. He kind of makes it, it's too close to, like, the borderline now. And yeah. I, I'm trying to take it as something more. So, like, it, he can have two to two and a half stars Charlize Bacon yeah. in love and then pull a 15. It won't work. Like, 15 minutes yeah, just basically had De Niro. So, like, it worked as, like, best of the worst thing. And I have 15 minutes below it. I have both Woody Allen movies and I have Hollywood Confidential. So there are five things that I'd rather watch less than this. And this is a movie that I pretty much hated. Yeah, I pretty much hated it. I was able to at least like towards the end, I at least felt like I was like losing my mind and started laughing uncontrollably at like all the turns of events that that just started happening like the carjacking out of nowhere and then like all the stuff with the with the airplane falling when they had to turn the plane off because the phone was on like oh my god like where where was all this stuff like why couldn't they just parse this out throughout the entire movie like I, I don't know why we were doing so many phone tag games and all of this chasing around the house in our underwear bullshit like the, the guy had some good ideas here I mean I'm not saying that this book is gonna make you know book club or anything like that but I imagine like there was something there was enough there to try and make something compelling and somewhere in the execution it just failed I don't know where it failed but it failed pretty much probably the entire way through the execution (laughs) just nothing about this good cannot recommend this in any way oh I do actually have one other note this is something that you actually brought up to me a few weeks ago when we did some Cage Club Revisited that I didn't know about was that this was the first movie to come out after she broke up her three year relationship with the lead singer Third Eye Blind oh okay This I, I copied this verbatim from IMDB because it's the dumbest written trivia it's the least helpful like all the trivia on IMDB is ranked as like do you find this interesting yes or no and like mm-hmm. the, the ones that have a higher percentage go to the top and the ones that don't go to the bottom this was the last one on the list, so the least helpful, least interesting, whatever. It says, Theron's first movie release after her three-year relationship with Third Eye Blind's lead singer Stephen Jenkins. Jenkins has gone on to make millions of dollars writing songs about their failed relationship. Like, that's such a, a weird, blunt way to say that. Like, hey, you know how, like, that didn't work out? Like, he, he went to go make millions of dollars about it. Like, okay, okay sure. <laughs> and she didn't make a single movie about their relationship, so... Huh. No. I wonder. I, I wonder if he saw the Keanu movie and was just like, "I can't compete with that. Like, I have to give this up. Like, <laughs> what am I thinking? I'm a fool to think that I could <laughs> that I deserve this." Yeah, but that is really funny. Like, we, you know, we don't really 
delve into the personal lives of our subjects here too much, but um, right. my friend Dana sent me that link in Facebook, so if she's listening, thank you, Dana, for that. Oh, one other thing on that subject, though, about sort of personal history of Theron, she shoots not her dad, but she shoots a dad dead in this movie. So there's a little bit of sort of like reflection about how, you know, her mother had to take matters into her own hands when she was a child uh so there's some of that coming out in this movie i think we got a little bit of that once before too where she shot some father figure or something but i can't quite recall that's all i yeah that's all i got too (laughs) so let's get on to the game the sequel game trapped Two, still trapped oh man we are winding down this game we are so here's a question for you okay before i look at what number i got what it means i was thinking Instead of each doing one, do you want to do one together? Oh. Like, come up with hmm. a joint pitch for the next movie? I suppose we could do that. This time would be good because we don't have a guest. Yes. Okay. And then if it works well, the next two movies, we can do it with the guest, too. Okay. So we have number six. What's number six? It's not one of the fun ones, I don't think. <laughs> oh, it is one of the fun ones. It's Horror Slasher. Uh-oh. So, okay. Trapped 2, still trapped, or trapped again, or trapped whatever. Mm-hmm. It's kind of almost a horror movie. I mean, it's a thriller. Oh, yeah. But how would we do Trapped 2 as a horror movie? Hmm. I think you got to go with Taylor Pruitt Vince, right? He's <laughs> escaped. He's on the loose. Yeah, that's right. He's still out there. So it's got to focus on him oh. maybe wanting revenge. Maybe, okay, so here's where I'm thinking we start. We have Taylor Pruitt Vince... Off in, his, off in his hotel room or shack or whatever, whatever, wherever he's living, some slum, some slummy place. He has just pictures and pictures and pictures of Dakota Fanning. Like, after this whole ordeal goes down, every <laughs> he's obsessed talks about, about They have her. pictures of the family. He becomes obsessed with her. Exactly. And so we see him... I guess it's kind of like a prisoner situation, which is a movie that I don't remember anything about because it's like the most depressing two and a half hours of my life and I don't want to think like about it again. Paul Dano gets like trapped under a car or like in a hole or something. I don't know. He's in that movie and there's a hole. I don't remember if he gets trapped in it or not. But it is another uh, Villeneuve movie with Jake Gyllenhaal, so go check it out. So he's obsessed with Dakota Fanning and he... I guess this is also kind of the devil's candy. And he wants to abduct her... And I don't know where the horror comes from. Okay, I got an idea. How do we put a horror bent on okay, this? Go ahead. How about, okay, so we set it up that, like, he is this obsessive guy. He's he's going to go back after her. He's researching the family. He's, like, tracked them down. It turns out that, like, he doesn't necessarily want to hurt her. He just thinks that he's going to help her. So, like, he goes, like, he tracks them down, and he's like, yeah, come with me. Like, I'm going to help you. But then the dad is, like holy shit, like, you're the guy from before, and, like, the dad knocks him out, and the dude wakes up, like, in the dad's sort of rumpus room in the basement, like, tied to a chair. And he's, like, gonna go to town on him, and he's got, like, the injection, and he's gonna do the whole thing where he, like, makes him go... Uh, not feel anything and then revives him and everything but Charlize shows up and is like what are you doing you're taking it too far and maybe she tries to help the dude escape from the husband like the husband's like really Whoa. lost it now and then they, they it's a surprise bad guy yeah yeah like we think we're on we're kind of on his side and then it, he really like the other guy's like really is sort of just wants to help and he's like I thought I could help like I'm sorry I want to atone or something and the dad's like too late and I don't know are we getting <laughs> somewhere <laughs> how does it end though did the, does charlie's 
she help him escape? Or I feel like somebody's got to die. Like one of the three. Oh have to yeah, die. yeah. I feel like like everybody but Dakota Fanning dies. Like I almost feel like oh, it's wow. got to okay. be yeah. Sort of gets to that point. If we're gonna go sort of full slasher, um, she sort of yeah. She's the final. Girl. She's the final girl, and maybe in the last scene we do a sort of hint that she's been traumatized to the point where the breaking point and like if there's ever a third one like she's out there and questionable whether or not she's now like insane and it's gonna like kill or something you know or like kidnap or who knows like now she's been turned into a a monster i don't know i like it all right trapped two still trapped trapped again trapped in the basement trapped in the closet no (laughs) trapped in the closet i like still trapped still trapped you sort of set that one up i maybe knocked it down uh, that kind of worked. Yep. That worked out. I think it works well. I think just because, like, man, it is difficult to pitch movies, to pitch sequels to movies that are just straight up bullshit. Like, it's <laughs> tough. We also need to figure out the next game we're going to do because we only have two more episodes of sequel game. I don't want to go back to Hollywood Tycoon. I'm still no, not ready to go back to that. Me neither. I'm I'm already tired of this game. But we need to come up this, with something else. Oof, man, I can't tell you. Like, I was game. so pumped for this game, and like. I, I feel like I've just was like blank. I was just like the the on the spot aspect of it really sort of caught me off guard, yeah. and I feel like I fumbled every time we started playing this. But that's part of the fun too. I feel like at least maybe for listeners, they can hear me sweat over yep. the air. Okay, so the last thing we have to do on the show is the awards. I'm going to nominate this for worst film. Mm-hmm. I nominated it for most sexist film. Mm-hmm. And then we've got to nominate the husband, whatever. What's his actual name? I am to be trapped. The actual actor? Stuart Townsend as Will Jennings. It's so lit. Like, those are two pretty lame names, like, for the actor and for the character. <laughs> that poor guy. Um, anything else about this movie? Like, I, I looked at the oh, categories, and, like, um, you know, there's nothing else really of note that I saw, but maybe I missed something. I almost wanted to nominate Dakota Fanning as, like, a strong female presence that we haven't, you know, because we've had so many few and far between, and I just feel like Courtney sure. Love is on the wrong side of the law in this one, and I don't know, she doesn't really, she, as good an actor as I think she is, she kind of, halfway through this, just, I think it's the character, it's just the character just falls apart completely. Like, when she makes that change to believing the guy, like, she's not good anymore. I think when she gets in the bathtub, I was just like, oh, this is a weird turn. Like, she's still, like, in this, like, she's still trying to seduce him, even though, like, she's made it clear that she's on the other side of things, like... What is happening here? Yeah, I liked like when her hair was just falling over one side of her face and she looked like all noir and everything. And I was like, oh, this is going to go somewhere. And then I was like, oh, I don't like where this goes at all. This goes in the bad place. <laughs> is there anything else that we should nominate this for? Because I don't know. Hmm. There's no dance scene. Do we have a best kill? I think we do have a best um, kill. I mean... Do we or do we not? No, we don't. I wish there was some but way, like, like most chaos at the end of a movie or something like <laughs> craziest conclusion well we have for cage we had strangest ending which was birdie remember you yeah know, like, i don't know oh, yeah. other movies had the weird ending have we other have we had other weird endings mm, or no not so much really other weird endings no but there's been lots of crazy climaxes if you remember like children of the corn three urban harvest had a really crazy climax with the pumpkin monster or whatever the hell the corn oh the and then we could monster. also do the we could do the mighty joe young uh car chase oh my the god city. yeah and mighty joe young okay. freaking murders the safari dude he like throws him at the at the big ferris wheel and it like crushes every bone in his body craziest ending to a movie we have trapped car chase dot 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 with a plane um <laughs> we have mighty joe young rampage through town basically yeah. electrocution children of the corn three crazy urban harvest crazy corn monster thing and it's just like a massacre <laughs> 
kids are dropping left and right in the end of that movie. It's nuts. Devil's Advocate. I mean, she's not involved, but like... Yeah, no. Keanu versus Pacino. Capital D at the end of that movie. Down. <laughs> I'm looking if there's anything else. Like, you know, uh, I, I think it's that's good. It's got to be like a lot at once. Like, something like... Ad- oh, uh, Reindeer Games. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. Perfect example. I think that's good. Charlize to a car that goes off a cliff. And then even before that, like, the whole sort of five to ten minutes at the end of that movie is just non-stop, like, what the hell, what is going on? Fifteen minutes has a kind Mm. of a a crazy ending? Or not really? that again? I don't even remember. It's when they're on the court steps. Oh, no. (laughs) He's like, you know, my client is innocent, and then what's-his-face shoots him. Oh, no, 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 hold on, sorry. Astronaut's wife, for sure, though. Yeah, because that kind of goes and goes. Electrocutes... Johnny Depp and then becomes the alien. the alien and then gives birth <laughs> to alien twins yeah like it so much happens like in like we're right about to get out of our seats and it's like all this new information and it's like come on we're about to leave we've got six strong candidates there and like that not even counting like sweet november where she just like blindfolds keanu and leaves him on a bridge <laughs> or like other movies that are sort of like second tier kind of crazy you know cider house rules where michael kane overdoses like these are six sort of dumb big action weird sort of out of nowhere yeah. finales to movies that otherwise sort of don't deserve like i think that's it like, young it works but it also like doesn't feel like the rest of the movie at all you know what I yeah mean? Like, it's just like a oh now we're just like we need a third act action scene yeah like you could see michael kane was gonna od on ether from the first scene of that movie right. so like this has to be sort of like against the tone of the entire movie it's like we get to the end and it becomes a completely different thing altogether <laughs> now is this movie should we nominate this for most wildly inconsistent tone i feel like no mm. well, or maybe because i feel like it's always kind of just dumb yeah i don't feel like it ever catches a second groove really i think it just is flat you know what i'm saying like i think it just misses its mark and stays there as opposed to like shifting around any you know does that make sense yeah i get what you're saying there's not like a like a 10 minute stretch of this movie that is just like like supposed to be a comedy you know and then go back to like the thriller part or something we don't nominate her for like best or worst or most most wasted role, right? Like she's just sort of fine. Like she's she's above average in this movie, but she's not. It's nothing special. Yeah, or no, she's based, like the think. lead of this movie too, basically. Oh, that's what I'm trying to say. Like this is the first time she's top built oh, in the credits. There you go. Again, too bad it has to be this, but I mean, she does. You know, I'm basically finished it because she was in it. Like she, you know, I knew I knew that she was uh, in the whole movie, that she was the lead and carrying it. So yep. I'm put in put in the watch time. And that's also annoying that she's top build in the movie and she doesn't even get to be the hero like mm-hmm. it's especially since it's it was building third build i guess oh man and the worst actor in the world i can't get over it i mean <laughs> who, bad. who was it's the bad. guy in uh, little buddha who had uh, like the country western guy or something there was a musician turned actor oh, I don't, yeah uh, and i had i had troubles with him in that movie but that guy is freaking jack nicholson compared to this dude <laughs> so the next movie we have is Waking Up in Reno, which I do not know. Um, our friend Holly Gore, who was just on a Cage Club episode, will be on that one. And then the two after that are sort of the, the, the two big ones, and maybe maybe mm. two of the, the first real big ones. After Waking Up in Reno, we have Italian Job and then Monster. Good stuff coming nice. up, presumably. Ooh. I've still not seen Monster, but you won an Oscar for it. And I haven't seen the Italian Job since college, but mm. I remember it being fun, so we'll see. Mark Wahlberg's back. How's your mother? Marky Mark. What up? Got those good vibrations? That was his song back in the day. (laughs) (laughs) 
so at the end so this episode comes out march 30 so if we're gonna plug another podcast let's see here can we do um our newest of the new in the last month i think we've talked about this on a couple other podcasts i don't know if we talked about it here on watch the throne uh we've added a couple more podcasts to the network on march 1st real bad officially joined our podcast network they are putting out they, they cover bad movies but not in a way like how does this get made does or they just make fun of it i mean they do make fun of these movies but they also look at them sort of constructively and try to fix them and talk about what they like about them and then also leave you with a real good solution a real good recommendation like if you wanted to see like so here's an example mike if you wanted to see a kidnapping movie that was like this movie, but you don't want to watch Trapped, what would you recommend? <laughs> I'm on the spot now. I'm going to say Man on Fire if you want to see another Dakota Fanning okay. kidnap movie, because, again, I'm going to say that to you specifically. Go watch Man on Fire, you know, my favorite Denzel role, my favorite Denzel movie, where he's just like, I wish you had more time. It's wonderful. Like, if if those guys on Wolf Pop didn't do Denzel Washington as the greatest actor of all time, period, and I, if, I, if I felt more qualified to talk about Denzel and his you know, role in Hollywood... I would like to watch every Denzel movie, but that's already been done. We're not going to touch that. But anyway, my recommendation, my real good, is to go check out Man on Fire. And I still haven't come up with one as we as you've been talking. Uh-oh. Well, it could be like as they do on the as they do on Real Bad. It could be you know anything. Like, is there another Kevin Bacon movie that you really like? Is there another? Courtney Love thing that you really like. You oh yeah, sort of like okay. So anything you draw inspiration from? Yeah, yeah. Let's let's. I want to go with the Courtney Love. Let, uh, go check out what's that Larry Flint movie? Now, the People versus Larry Flint. She's mm-hmm. in it, and Woody Harrelson plays Larry Flint, and she plays his wife, and they're amazing in that movie. Like them together. Like I, it's a movie where two people are one performance. It's incredible. Like they really have great chemistry. I really like that movie. I haven't seen it in a couple of years. I'm gonna go take my own advice and rewatch that very soon. So that's my recommendation. <laughs> so that was Real Bad. Go check that out. They have new episodes every Monday. Uh, it's a little bit of a grab bag, sort of like Wistful Thinking. I never know what's coming next, so go check that out. And then last but certainly not least, I saved it for last because you're on the show, uh, the second episode coming out in four days, Third Time's a Charm. So earlier this month, you might have heard Mike and I talk about Superman 3, what is the next one? Is that Jaws 3D? It is Jaws 3D. So get your 3D glasses and your ticket to SeaWorld because <laughs> we're heading to the water. I just want to remind everyone, if you hadn't heard before, the third dimension is actually terror. Oh, Be yes. prepared. And my guest on that is Kara, who is co-host of Wish- Wistful Thinking. So, Who will actually be on uh, the Monster episode in three weeks. Oh, so sweet. So she will be here. So yeah, listen to that in three days or four days. And then come back in three weeks to listen to Kara there. And then also listen to Wistful Thinking, of course. When are you guys doing uh, Godfather 3? That'll be around August, I believe. Oh, okay. So is, is, is that the season finale? Well, I don't, maybe, 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 maybe not. There, there are things, things okay. are, things are happening. Things are shifting. Oh, things, things are I'm getting a little Ooh, more ambitious. Okay, okay. There's been some demand, believe it or not. Wow, cool. This show's only been out for barely a month, so. <laughs> <laughs> And go check out. You guys have a Facebook page now. I mean, I don't. I don't know. I say you guys. Like I know. I do that too on the show. I'm like we all the time. I say we, but it's just me. Yeah. It's uh. It's actually third times a charm page because you know third 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 times third times like everything was taken. So it's third times a charm page. And if you just search it, you can find if you if you know what the album art looks like from iTunes. That's the cover or it's the profile picture. So you'll see that. You can just like the page from there and find out news like just sharing stuff about like Bill and Ted 3 because it's you know why not 
Yeah, but as soon as the first show gets out there, I'm going to really start publishing just random news articles about all kinds of trilogies and part threes, and that's basically what the feed's going to be about, is just part threes of different movies and news about them, so come check us out. And I said, I don't remember what I said if it was on uh, another one of our podcasts or one maybe one with Joe that you haven't heard yet, but you creating your page for a podcast that doesn't really have an end date as much as the ones that you and I have done so far, aside from Cinemakers, uh, inspired me and Joe to do our own Too Fast, Too Forever page, because we're like, hey, this one's going to go on forever. We might as well have a place where we can post dumb pictures and quotes and posters. I don't know if you saw the pic- the pictures I posted. Go li- go back uh, a month ago and listen to our Fast and Furious 4 episode, but the tagline for Fast and Furious was new model, original parts, and I was like, that is <laughs> so good. <laughs> What a way to what a way it. to reintegrate the like original you know cast and yep. team back into the franchise. That's great. I love it so much. <laughs> it's so good. And then come back in two days and check out Fast Five, which is an episode that we have not recorded yet as of this recording, but which is my favorite Fast and Furious movie. I literally cannot wait to rewatch it. I love it so so much. So check that out. But yeah, I don't I don't think I told you this, Mike. I'm gonna put this out in the uh, the internal newsletter. Okay. See, you guys are missing out on by not having shows on our network. Email us, mailbag at cageclub.me, if you have a show that you want to do. We now put out, over like a four-week period, like when you factor, like, say a month is four weeks just for easy math. Yeah. We're putting out more than one podcast per day on average. Oh, whoa. That's crazy. Right? All right. I mean, I was going to say we started with one a week, but we did not start with one. No. We started with three a week for Cage, because no. that was We couldn't go easy terrible. on ourselves, and you especially. Yep. <laughs> I couldn't go easy on you. <laughs> when we quadrupled the shows to four, we added Keanu and Zach and Monkey Club. We were still only putting out like two a week, so like a Zach attack every month. But like, yeah, I mean, we are now. I, I so I did the math, and I think if you factor in everything, the shows that have launched, I want to say like every twenty-eight days or something, we put out like thirty-three shows. Oh, that's amazing! Like it's, it's a it's a lot. Yeah, that's just like it's a lot of it's a lot of stuff. It is, and it's like way more than. I realized, like, I'm kind of overwhelmed by that fact right now. Like, just, like, 2015, this all started, and now it's, like, this machine that is become self-aware or something. It's got, like, it's doing its... It's working on its own. Like, you and I are sort of... Our hands are off the wheels now. But I still find myself behind the mic on about half, half of those shows <laughs> I know, really. that you're on. Again, a, another about about half of them, too. So uh, we're not quite hands-off. And, well, you know, you've still got at least up. one hand on the wheel. <laughs> you are kicking it in co-pilot. That's right. But yeah, go check out cageclub.me, facebook.com slash cageclub, at cageclubpod on Twitter. You can also check out facebook.com slash third times charm page or too fast too forever check out those pages if you're into those podcasts uh you can follow real bad pod on twitter at real bad pod uh just go check out everything you know we have all the links at our site cageclub.me there's a good chance unless you are a super fan that we have stuff on the network that you don't know about so go check it out and uh you know let us know what you think mailbag at cageclub.me or if you want to email this show specifically watch at cageclub.me as in watch the throne any way you want to get in touch with us thank you for listening we are almost halfway through watch the throne soon we're gonna get the good movies <laughs> uh we are in a real dry spell oh. but there is light on the other side of the tunnel at least so here's the only thing i can say about this mm-hmm. it's not much of a compliment <laughs> but when when you have a bad 80s movie it feels 
extra bad. Here, it's still, like, relatively modern, Mm -hmm. and so it's sort of, like, it can almost trick you into thinking you're seeing something good, even though it's not. It looks nice for the most part, and, like, it has, like, modern techniques and stuff. Yeah, the production values high, yeah. Yes. Uh And, like, this was a $30 million movie that made $13 million, so I mean, it flopped hard, but, like, they still put a bunch bunch of of money into it, so... They tried to trick you. (laughs) Yes. So, like, you know, sometimes bad movies, like Unreal Bad, are real bad, but sometimes they can kind of trick you into thinking, like, oh, this isn't terrible. Like, that's just a movie that I would watch on HBO or whatever. Right, right, right. That might be a straight-to-DVD movie or whatever. Did this go to theaters? This does not feel like it went to theaters. I th- it made $13 million in theaters. Oh, I mean, wow. Okay, so Charlie's it was at, like, sort of peak-ish power and Kevin Bacon and Courtney Love. Mm-hmm. Like, you, like you said, you know, you have two-and-a-half star power in here. So, like, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, cageclub.me, facebook.com slash cageclub, at cageclubpod on Twitter, mailbag at cageclub.me, or watch at cageclub.me. Just say hi. I don't care. We'll just read it on there. If you send the message in, we'll say hi. I'm Joey Lewandowski. And I'm Mike Manzi. And we'll see you next time. Watch the thorough. Hold up.